Hey, Meet Cute listeners, we are Likewise, a recommendation app for TV shows, movies, books, and podcasts used by millions of romance fans just like you. Everyone has a romance trope they can't get enough of. Whether you're into dark romantic fantasies, enemies to lovers, or slow burns, you can discover more of it on Likewise. You can search for specific genres, tropes, or themes and instantly get recommendations picked specifically for you. Download the Likewise app today. away from the new year. The countdown is officially on. Any last minute resolutions, Brianna? How do you want to usher in 2024? Well, Mike, I... Excuse me. Excuse me. Ow. Excuse me. Hi. Hi. Hi, bartender man. Hi. Do you have any Pinot Noir stash back there or any red, really? I told myself I'd keep it light and bubbly tonight because, you know, New Year's, but... Every second that ticks by, I get a little more dark and acidic. Yes, that's great. That'll do nicely. Thank you. You probably don't want some random, self-medicating guest talking your ear off just because it's almost midnight on New Year's Eve and her invited guest is nowhere to be found. (laughs) Or maybe you do because you're stuck working New Year's Eve at a disco bowling alley in no fucking thank you USA. So which one is it? That's great, Mom! All those lessons are really paying off! Yeah, you can pour way more than that. Tabs under Maya Mitchell, former flight attendant and current grounded bird, so just keep them coming. I'm gonna take your polite silence as an invitation to just keep talking. I get it, you don't want to encourage me in case I'm a lunatic, but you're also intrigued by the prospect of a juicy tale of woe. And listening to me means you don't have to pretend to be busy cutting up limes for that frozen marg machine. So, you know, it's kind of a win-win, isn't it? I mean, drinking weak old wine out of a plastic cup really does make you reflect on your life choices, huh? I guess. New Year's Eve is supposed to do that anyways, make you mull over the last 365 days that landed you in this exact spot. You're probably looking at me like, why is this girl not at some swanky rooftop party in a sequin mini dress drinking a French 75 out of a dainty coupe? I mean, instead, she's at Betty's Bowl and Disco wearing rented clown shoes and sipping a rancid Pinot. Oh, no offense. You know, I'm not really a resolution girly myself. I hate the gym as a concept. Oh, I love cheese and gossip. So resolutions don't really work for me, at least not in the traditional sense. And why should they? Why do we have to wait until the clock strikes 12 to decide to be a better person or take bigger swings or eat a vegetable? Time is cruel enough without the pressure to make the most of it, you know? But the truth is, Mr. Bartender, I don't need a resolution this year because I've already been changed. Yes, you're looking at a brand new woman and you didn't even know it. So pour yourself some of this vinegar and let's cheers to that. It started a week ago, which doesn't sound like a long time, but I feel like I've shed a whole skin since then and come out the other side like an exfoliated 
butterfly. I'm a flight attendant. Well, I think I'm a flight attendant. I was recently grounded for the foreseeable future due to some uh, questionable circumstances. I guess if I had to trace any of this back to one inciting incident, it would be a particular in-flight tryst with my former uh, fling man. <laughs> Let's call him Pilot Pete. That's not his real name, obviously. But I don't want you taking a flight someday and starting to wonder if the guy in the cockpit had ever tickled me from the inside, you know? Have you ever met someone who you know is very likely the worst person in the world, but his abnormal penile curvature somehow fits your picky, tilted pelvis like the carnal missing link? No? Okay, well, that is Pilot Pete. And if he sounds like a Ken doll variant, that's because he is. He's the Ken doll that flies planes and never texts back. <laughs> and he definitely always puts his oxygen mask on first, if you know what I mean. Anyways, Maya Mitchell's great fall from grace was not a mere tumble, it was a full nosedive at 10,000 feet a minute, and it definitely was mostly Pete's fault. I promise you, this will be as cathartic for me as it will be entertaining for you. Introducing the incident, aka Christmas Eve, when we were caught uh, banging in the first class bathroom. Uh, Miss Mitchell, do you know why we asked to see you? Yes, someone doesn't know how to keep their mouth shut. And by someone, I mean Steve, aka Pilot Pete. We will be dealing with separately, but rest assured he will also be reprimanded for his part in the incident that occurred on flight 2627 to MCO. Oh, please. You'll give him a slap on the wrist and then you'll kiss it better. I've been working long enough to know pilots were untouchable. It's totally a PR risk. Nobody wants to think their pilots are reckless. They gotta be Ken dolls or we fear for our lives. Having a guest walk in on their pilot and an air hostess <clears throat> cavorting in the first class bathroom is not something we can okay, ignore. Okay, first, in my defense, it was his idea. And I was technically on a break. Oh, and the fact that we've been able to physically make it work in single square feet cubicles, inclement weather, and turbulence be damned is a masterclass in body contortion and creative determination. That looky-loo should have been taking notes, okay? Not making complaints. Miss Mitchell, we are a reputable airline and we pride ourselves on maintaining the highest possible standards. And unfortunately, this isn't the first time you've been asked to see us on a matter of inappropriate behavior. I'm friendly, okay? It's not my fault that gets misinterpreted sometimes. What exactly was misinterpreted by the passenger whose lap you sat on during flight 2491? Oh, that was one time! And I told you already, it was his birthday wish! He was 17. Miss Mitchell, do you understand the code of conduct that you signed upon your... Signed upon your Anyways, blah, blah, blah. HR was surprisingly not interested in my laundry list of excuses. You know, in their minds, airline staff were nothing but automatons, without bad days or needs or personalities. You know what, eventually we're all get replaced by robots anyways. Okay, it was totally unprofesh, I know that. But, you know, in the skies, your brain chemistry goes a little sideways. Like, I wouldn't be caught dead with someone like Pete if my feet were firmly planted on the ground. But in the air, the digmatism was real. In fact, it was worse than real, it was magnified. <sighs> How can I explain it in a way that won't make me sound like a deviant? Oh, I got it. 
Did you know that airlines serve more tomato juice than any other place in the entire world? It's this funny little phenomenon. Being 30,000 feet in the air dulls your taste buds so you crave more high-intensity flavors, like salt. And people make strange choices on planes. They think they need a $17 can of Pringles the size of their arm to go from Buffalo to LaGuardia. They think they can take off their shoes. So when the bar cart comes along, they pick tomato juice because who the hell buys tomato juice normally? No one. So basically, tomato juice sales for airlines are always high because of this perfect storm of circumstances. And that's Pilot Pete for me. He's the weird, satisfying novelty option for my thirsty little undercarriage. <clears throat> Miss Mitchell, did you hear what we just said? Um, no. Sorry, I zoned out for a second. We're putting you on probation. You're off the schedule until the new year, and then we'll reevaluate your standing within the company. Wait, what? You're grounding me? But it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> I need to go back to New York. I always work during the holiday rush. I rely on it. It's not like I can go home. Okay, not that you care, but there's a whole suitcase of familial baggage I do not want to unpack. <laughs> Chalk it up to big fish, small pond syndrome or whatever, but it's a thing. And I take so many shifts for everybody. I'm basically Santa for the entire cabin crew. You can't do that to them. You can't do that to me. You can't. Apparently they could, and so they did. Jerks. Thankfully, what HR didn't know is that particular dalliance wasn't actually the first one. It wasn't even the fifth one. Pete and I had sort of made a habit of it on some red eyes. Call it our in-flight entertainment. Most passengers sleep through those flights anyway, so it had never been an issue before. Just this one time we happened upon a Karen with a small bladder. Ugh, go figure. Anyways, that was the beginning of the end. That fork in the road that led me to where I am. Here. <laughs> what, you don't believe me? Hey, it's my story, dude. Okay, fine. Maybe there was something else. Someone else on that plane. I'm gonna need a refill before getting into this part. Let's re re rewind a little more. Before the bathroom sex incident, I was in the middle of pre-flight boarding for flight 2627 to Orlando. It was a classic route, but not one of my regulars, and Pete was being a menace as usual. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Could a gorgeous flight attendant by the name of Princess Peach please make her way to my cockpit? Uh, er, the cockpit? It might sound kind of cute, but trust me, the reason he calls me that would land me in HR. Again. What the hell do you want? You know it's chaos out there. Some guy is trying to stash seven lightsabers under his seat. How did he even get those on the plane? What about O oh, 1900 hours? Can you squeeze in a little breaky then? Ugh. I'll think about it. I'm sure you're asking yourself, Maya, why would you even entertain the idea while on the clock? Why not wait until you land and go to some two-star hotel and just bang it out then? Firstly, I wasn't actually thinking of taking him up on the offer that time. And secondly, that's not how it works. Remember the tomato juice analogy? The brains on planes fall mainly insane. But the real reason I did the stupid thing that caused the stupid probation that led to me being stuck at this stupid bowling alley with my mother was the person sitting in 12... C. Vernon? Vernon Wells? It was like seeing a ghost. 
hadn't seen the guy since university. Specifically, that first Thanksgiving home when I cold turkey dumped him. And before you judge me for that, that's what you do when you're 18 and ready to take on the world. You can't just drag your sweet high school boyfriend around like a carry-on for all of life's adventures. He's just gonna slow you down. Fast forward a decade or so, adult Vernon is sitting in 12C with his headphones on and he doesn't hear or see me. Now I'm the ghost looming over his chair. The ghost of girlfriend's past. And he's definitely no carry-on no more. No, sir. Mm-mm-mm. That boy is a fully checked, oversized bag of possibility. He looks like an adventure waiting to happen and I was ready to sign up for that excursion. Eventually, he looked up, but his face did not break into a warm megawatt smile I was anticipating. His face stayed blank, and he just said, Maya. Just like that. Maya. Bread. Sneakers. Ground beef. Maya. Like it was any old noun in the English language. Not Maya, the girl who was once ready to contract herpes simplex virus one so she never had to stop kissing him. That Maya? That's me! (laughs) So crazy seeing you here. You're heading to Florida for the holidays or something? Oh, oof, sorry. (laughs) Uh, uh, Fell into you there? Yeah, sort of. Oh, you're strong. My dad lives there now. Oh, Henry! (laughs) I loved him. How is the old billy goat? Fine. Fine? These curt answers were killing me. I wanted to shake him and say, Vernon, it's Maya Mitchell! The girl you used to make out with on your four-wheeler in the backwoods? Your prom date? Your mutual virginity holder? Hello? The look on his face was like I had something on my face and he wasn't sure how to tell me. He kept glancing around like someone was going to save him. Maybe a friend or even a girlfriend? I can't say I kept up with his life much after we broke up. I wondered if he had kept up with mine. Are you so traveling you alone? Work here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's it's fine. You go. Uh, yes, I work here. I will be your flight attendant, in fact. Can I get you a hot towel, sir? You get hot towels and coach? Um, no. Sorry. I don't know why I said that. You can get, like, a spa kit for $13, though. I'm good. Absolute wreckage. I cannot explain to you what my mind or body was doing at that moment, but it was choking on embarrassment. We were still on the ground awaiting takeoff, so I couldn't exactly blame it on the altitude either. But something in that moment, seeing him all grown up and haughty and totally indifferent towards me, started to get some ideas. Some very naughty, mostly desperate, but potentially very hot ideas. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, but mostly Vernon Wells in 12C. On behalf of Maya Airlines, it is my pleasure to welcome you aboard Flight 267 with service to Florida. I will be available to service you personally. As long as you're in C-12C and name Vernon Wells, you have my full and undivided attention. Please keep your seatbelt fastened for the duration of this trip down memory lane and ensure all previous emotional baggage is safely stored in the overhead bins. We are so happy you chose Maya Airlines for your travel today. We know you'll have a satisfying flight. Okay, before we get into the Maya tries to sex her ex plotline, are there any questions? 
I feel like I'm info dumping here. So, okay, to recap, this Florida route brought all the boys to the yard, specifically Vernon, my high school ex sitting in 12C. Maya. And Pete, my stupid fling that landed me on HR's no-fly list. By the name of Princess Peach, please be. Let me tell you a little bit more about Vernon. First of all, unlike Pilot Pete, that is his real name. Vernon Wells. It's French and translates to some sort of mid-century country rascal. It's giving Timothy Chalamet's son, Michael Sarah Moon, with a rising heap of sex appeal. Do you follow me? If I were a cartoon character faced with a choice, Pete would be that devil on my shoulder with a vape pen and handcuffs. Can you squeeze in a little breaky then? And Vernon would be the little angel baby wrapped in a white downy feathered loincloth. Maybe that's just some rose-colored hindsight talking, but Vernon had always been this heart-shaped cookie in my mind. The kind you don't even want to eat because it's so nice. As a teenager, nice can only get you so far. Nice has an expiration date when you've got the world's buffet in front of you. Now the only thing I could think about was swallowing this heart-shaped cookie hole. Maybe the altitude started tugging at my nostalgia, or maybe one too many holiday movies had caused a pheromonal trigger inside me, but I had this vision of us enacting this perfect meet-cute. An old flame, a night flight, us soaring over the dotted lights of the eastern corridor. I didn't want the flight to end. We had so much ground to cover. Hello, stranger. Maya. Mayo. Soccer. Garbage bag. Looks like you, uh, got an empty seat beside you. And no, I totally didn't upgrade someone to make sure you were sitting alone. (laughs) You're welcome. You did what? Nothing! I was just thinking. It's not every day someone from your past gets airdropped right in front of you, and we should really make the most of it. I hope I'm not being too forward, but I snuck us a couple whiskeys. You know, like old times. Are you still a Jack and Ginger guy? Sorry, Maya, what are you doing? Oh, are you sober now? Keto? Vegan? I can find basically anything in the back. We're super dietary friendly. No, 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 no. I'm just... I'd like to watch the Barbie movie in peace, please. No way! No, no. This is such a rare twist of fate. The stars are aligning. We have to celebrate. Don't tell me your mind hasn't been racing with ideas since we caught eyes at pre-boarding. I just want to get to Florida to see my family, Maya. I'm not interested. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I know the hard-to-get play when I see it. You are really committing to the bit, and I can totally work for it. In about an hour, after the snack cart rolls by, I'll be waiting in the back left bathroom with this little skirt down to my ankles. And I promise it will not be like old times. Hey, hey, (laughs) what the hell are you doing, Maya? What? I'm warming us up. I I, I don't want to have a drink with you. I don't want to do any of that. I I want you to go, please. Let's go. Go where? We're stuck here, baby. Might as well make the most of it. You know what I'm saying? I bet you've learned some new tricks since high school. Want to show me? No! Okay, this is not exactly lining up with my fantasy, Vernon. You haven't changed at all, Maya, have you? No new tricks up your sleeve, huh? You're the exact same person I knew back then. I'm not letting you use me. Use you? What are you talking about? If you come to my seat again, I will report you. Report me for what? Miss Mitchell, not only were you caught engaging in inappropriate behavior in the restroom, but there's been a secondary complaint regarding unwanted sexual advances from another passenger. What? You'll be hearing from us in the new year about next steps. 
was total sabotage. Gifting Vernon a free drink and some of my best flirty moves was not grounds for grounding. Dear bartender, I was not going to let some old fling tell me I was a terrible person who uses people. And I certainly wasn't going to spend the holidays being guilt-tripped by some guy I hadn't seen since Facebook let you poke people. No, I was going to prove Vernon wrong. And I knew exactly how. From Vogue, The Run-Through, a new weekly podcast featuring the most riveting news in fashion and culture, with Vogue's take on the big stories. Fashion in relation to sports, culture, and politics. From the red carpets and runways to political and cultural events. Bringing you undertold stories from around the globe, with voices rarely accessible and uncommonly authentic. On this season of The Run-Through, Serena Williams, Michaela Cole, Mathieu Blasé, and more. The Run-Through with Vogue. I'm Chloe Mao. I'm Cho Minardi. Available now wherever you get your podcasts.